So God sent his son into the world so the world might be saved. How exactly that did that happen? Let's go. <laughs> this is Rebooted Biblical Perspective coming to you live again from the Trinidad and Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. They want a unique podcast where we approach New Testament identifying the misguided Westernized perspectives, giving context to the New Testament via the lens of the scriptures with informed commentary of the perspective of the authors of the text, verified, of course, by our pragmatic and experimental research under the Zin K. Keturia International Institute of Pneumatology. I am your host, Zainil Fuego, the Christ pneumatologist. And co-hosting is the lovely... Ketura Bartholomew the Lioness. In our previous episode, we started to give some insight into the context of judgment. And I know for me, that was really, really insightful. Brought a peace mm. in my heart. Because some something that has been widely spread, of course, out of context that we are being judged <laughs> we have to be aware of the judgment of god and when god judges you and so on so in the previous episode we brought that into context in this particular episode we are going to continue by identifying furthermore the context of what what jesus came to do as it says in john chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 yeah but yeah. God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So as per usual, I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible, verse 17 and 18, so you can follow with us. And I shall start. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, that is to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes and has decided to trust in him is not judged. For this one, there is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation. But the one who does not believe is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God. The one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. So Zane, I'd like to begin this podcast this episode by putting out a question here. What, as, as, as we just read, Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. How does that relate mm. to us? Right, so how does that relate to us? It yeah. doesn't. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's an excellent way to start. <laughs> The, con- the context of this in particular, the context of the judgment here in 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 in, in the Gospels, as we see it in mm-hmm. with regards to what John is referring to, that that has nothing to do with us. So in the previous episode, we actually identified that, that the judgment 
the reference point that we that we use was first Moses, who prophesied that a prophet would arise. Yeah. And Jesus is the fulfillment of that prophet. Then we saw how in Deuteronomy 31, not yeah, Deuteronomy 31, how Moses elaborated what will take place and the judgment that will come upon them. I just we just read a short excerpt of that because you can read you can continue to read in Deuteronomy 31 and see how that actually applies in the actual context. Then we went across to Daniel chapter 9 to show how Daniel's dreams and visions elaborated on the coming judgment. The judgment that was actually predicting the end of the age and a time frame was actually given to that to Daniel. And so that was passed down and when Jesus arrived and Daniel's and Daniel's time frame actually showed how the time frame given was not only for the for, for the for the judgment but also identifying when the messiah would come and all of that now yeah. we also saw in mark chapter 1 verse 14 and 15 how jesus came preaching the gospel and saying that the time is fulfilled the time that daniel spoke about is fulfilled and the messiah he is he, he referenced that to indicate that he is the messiah and i am here right so he was preaching the fulfillment of the time that was given to daniel for the Messiah to come. Now, we also link that to, to, to Revelation. So, sorry, now before we went to Revelation, we, we took a look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, that actually showed how that was actually in the fullness of time. Yeah? And then, yeah. And, and that was actually then linked to Revelation that actually shows that the, the, thing that the things that Daniel spoke about was actually elaborated even more in Revelation. And so that has nothing to do with the uncircumcised. That was fulfilled in the generation that Jesus spoke about. So, how did actually how how did how will how will, how did man um, how exactly did Jesus save in this case by sim- um, simply by what is actually stated in the text? It says, "For God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world." That is. To initially final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Alright, now one of the things that you see that Jesus did in his life is that when Jesus was baptized and he began to preach the gospel, he preached the gospel in his father's name. Uh-huh. And preaching the gospel in his father's name was actually preaching the gospel in the name of Yahweh, which by the way is the same name that the children of Israel had to take upon themselves to take up as their own and and the reason and the purpose of the Torah being given to them because the Torah was pretty much function as the manual as the manual as to how to work out the name it is for that reason that we have we have verses in the Old Testament that actually state if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray right? that was specific to the Old Testament people those who were walking by the Torah they those who are walking by the Torah, they in particular um were they came into the contract and the old covenant was also referred to as the law of the Lord, which was you know in which can be which can be interpreted the precepts of Yahweh, the principle of the self-existent and the eternal. Now Jesus came and preached the same name. He began to preach in the same name, the name of Yahweh. So he didn't use the word Yahweh. He pretty much 
said that he was preaching in the name of his father which means that jesus was walking in the name of yahweh which is the same name that those under the contract of the old covenant was supposed to be walking in so he being the messiah walking in that name if you believed in him you believe in the father so when you say believe you're talking about identify personally identifying yourself with him so this is which is what we saw in john chapter 2 last last few verses of john chapter 2 we saw how believing in the name means personally identifying yourself with him so you're right. taking on his name as your own so because he's the messiah if you take on his the, the messiah's personal name as your own you're taking on the father's name as your own which is taking on yahweh's name as your own okay so it says who believes who, whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal savior and lord is not judged that is because believing in him is pretty much repentance right if the if the name of yahweh was given to them in the old testament for them to walk by and the torah was the manual as to how to walk walk out that name that that person of yahweh but the manual was given to them the torah was given to them as their manual to do so then for them to have a lack of integrity is to actually take on their own identity change their reference points change what they're actually using as their, their inspiration to live and, and 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 therefore they are actually now outside of the parameters or the scope of the contract so whoever believes in him and does not decided to trust in him meaning to trust in him as personal lord and savior trust in him as the person that you should be taking pattern from now is not judged but the one who does not believe is judged already now the thing is because the contract in particular said um was given those who were who were walking by the integrity of their heart and making mistakes when they when they when they when they realize that jesus is the messiah they would have aligned themselves with him immediately because if he is the messiah if we if we if we go right back to the genesis narrative when adam actually walked contrary to or walked contrary to what was breathed into him what he basically did was actually he broke the integrity of his nature very important to take into consideration so adam walked in the did not he he broke the integrity of his nature. he did not walk in the integrity of his nature what was breathed into him the prophet hosea actually says in his writings that adam trespassed the covenant and the covenant in that case was really what was was the nature that was breathed into him in the same way the jesus nature is a covenant in itself the, the nature of christ in you is a is a covenant a natural covenant that you can walk and, and walk in the integrity of in addition to that what i'm also saying is that when when adam broke that covenant or he walked he didn't he broke the integrity of his nature that made the adam a, a person of a lack of integrity which means the messiah coming in the flesh if he is the restoration or the re the remedy for what is what the adam did then walking in the messiah is actually becoming a person of integrity again a you, so so um believing in him is really believing in integrity 
because that is what he's preaching integrity to what god says it is in that context that john Wright, whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal savior and lord is not judged because the person who believe in him will be the person who has integrity in their heart they really they're really trying their best to walk out the um the, the, to walk out the covenant but the person who does not believe in him it is not because they have anything against jesus it's because listening to jesus would be listening to integrity and a lack of integrity does not want to be brought into condemnation for their lack of integrity they do not want to be corrected now that that actually is, is goes on to be explained in the following verses when it says in verse 19 this is the judgment that is the cause for indictment the test by which people are judged the basis for the sentence the light has come into the world that light is integrity has come into the world and the people that love darkness in this context the people who love a lack of integrity rather than integrity so she said the people loved people loved a lack of integrity rather than integrity because their deeds were evil that these are lack of integrity for every wrongdoer those of lack of integrity hates integrity and does not come to integrity but shrinks from it for fear that his sinful ruthless activities will be exposed and condemned does that make sense yeah does that makes sense so far yeah so yes yes it makes sense so far so basically what you're highlighting here is that the one right. who is not so, walking so, in so, so so what we sorry the one who is not the one who is not walking in integrity will be the one who will believe and trust in him because what he says are words of integrity that's why jesus will tell the tax collectors stop stop doing this you all need to stop doing that and do and take only what is allocated do not take more what he's actually right. representing is integrity and what we see with with those who does not who do not believe in him as personal lord and savior are those who do not walk in integrity and would like to continue benefiting from the lack of integrity so they're on so self-benefit not on not on equity for all so then i have a question as it relates to the judgment of the world that we identified in verse 17 in the previous episode are you saying that the ones who walked in integrity were the ones who were saved and the ones who did not perish in the destruction of the temple well that is where we're going oh that's so cool okay yeah that's exactly where we're going but before we actually answer that question mm -hmm. let's take a, let's let's take a little break and 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 we resume after this after this intermission awesome This is Reboot Your Biblical Perspective podcast, where we approach the New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures, verified by our pragmatic and experimental research on the Zenke Ketura International Institute of Pneumatology. You can also find content by Zen and Ketura on YouTube, ZKI, 
International Institute of Pneumatology. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell. Or follow and subscribe at www.internationalinstituteofpneumatology.com. You can also find their books on Amazon.com. Search for author R.C. Pierre and check out The Alchemy of the Sons of God and You Are Elohim, among others. So before we went on that break, we were actually speaking about how the what was actually the context of those who would believe in Jesus and those who wouldn't believe in Jesus. Yeah. So we continue now with taking a look at um, how they were saved. All right. So the first thing that we actually identify is that, that they were saved by taking by believing in Him, which means that they'll take on His name as their own and he walking in the context of walking in the context of Yahweh he walking in the context of Yahweh would be walking in integrity to what God says again right now once yes. they walk in integrity they are actually no longer falling into the category of judgment they actually have, that 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 will be an act of repentance I see so, so there's what? no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so basically i mean i'm just analyzing this by using also the definition of the word judgment a judgment is basically a divine a divine sentence or decision so the one who is walking in the identity of yahweh yahweh will not have or pronounce a divine sentence against himself <laughs> No, they wouldn't because, again, to walk in the name of Yahweh means to walk in integrity. And integrity to what God says and integrity to the love of God. The love of God is in the scriptures. Another way or another word that we can use to define what the love of God is, which is not which is not something we need to be divulging into this episode, uh-huh. is, is equity. Okay. Equity for all. So if you're walking in, in the name of Yeshua, then you're walking in Yahweh. Then you're walking in integrity. Because that is actually what that name, that name means to be self-existent. And one who is self-existent, then the integrity is self-existent. The integrity is not defined by self-benefit. Okay. Right. Now, having Absolutely. said that, uh-huh. how, once once it took once once it took on the name of Yeshua by believing in Him, coming back into integrity, then Yeshua left instructions. For those who were walking in integrity, for those who would believe in him by taking on his name, those who would believe in him, he left instructions for them to not be involved and to not fall into the destruction that was coming to those who did not believe in him or those who chose a lack of integrity. So when you say he left instructions, what do you mean by that? So we understand that okay, the prophet had his vision and 
Jesus came to fulfill this. Are you saying now that he was somewhat given a roadmap of how to not experience this destruction upon yourself? Right. As, so, as what, so once once you came into repentance, then yeah. you would actually repent from your lack of integrity, which means that you abandon your lack of integrity and you take on the name of Yeshua, who is Yahweh in the flesh. Mm-hmm. You take on that name again, so you begin to you, you come back into the integrity of what God says. For those of, for those who didn't, the judgment that was spoken about by Daniel would actually be pointed at them wow. because they would be the ones that Moses's prophecy in Deuteronomy thirty-one would fall into. And what Daniel said in Daniel in his dreams and visions, what it, what was explained to him in his dreams and visions, would actually be pointed at those people, those who are deliberately and only in the Bible you see judgment on only those who deliberately they know what is right in regards to their contract, they know what is what they're responsible for according to their contract, but they show indifference because self benefit is better. Right. So they purposely. So they purposely decide to listen to the serpent talk. They, and, they to live purpose- in, and to live inspired by that. Yeah, they purposely decide to be sons of the to, to, to be sons of, of, of the serpent. Okay. To be sons of the devil. Right? Well that, that would make sense. They need judgment. <laughs> right. So in that case, for those who came in or began to follow Yeshua as a disciple would mean that they would take on his name as their own. Right. That was put that was pretty much part of the the responsibility of the disciples to take on that name as their own. And to take on that name as their own means that they would actually take on integrity as a lifestyle. Yes. The highest integrity as a as 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 a lifestyle. So if you go to Matthew 24, we see what Jesus did was actually he explained to them what was coming on those who did not believe in his name in that context and he gave he left them instructions what i would call evacuation instructions not escape instructions but evacuation instructions because of their repentance the judgment did not pertain to them anymore you know this this kind of reminds me of you know different stories like with solomon gomorrah and where he always leaves room for those who are walking in integrity to walk out unharmed. Is the same it's the thing. Same thing with Noah and the ark and yeah. yeah. The same pattern. Right? Now Peter, as you mentioned, Noah and the ark, Peter said that the first world was destroyed by water and the second world was reserved unto fire. So what you see there is the same way that Noah and his family was actually given instructions as to how to how to not fall into the to the recompense of those who had a lack of who were work, who living by a blatant lack of integrity fixed in a fixed lack of integrity in the same way those who were not were, were, were repentant no longer fell into the category of those of a lack of integrity and therefore the judgment was not put unto them so if you go to matthew right. 24 we can read that from verse 15 Okay. All right. Um, times. As a matter of fact, let's read from 
Let's read from verse verse 9. Right? Well, for our listeners, you can read the entire chapter on your own time. But let's read from verse 9 straight into 15 and, and, and forward and let's see the kind of instructions. Now the thing is, Jesus left his instructions and because he left the instructions to the disciples, those who believed in his name, only those who believed in his name would receive this would receive this information. Okay. Because those of the, because those who chose not to believe in his name or chose a lack of integrity did not believe in his name, they would not be able to get his instructions. So the coming judgment would have hit them like a storm, like mm-hmm. a thief, like a thief in the night. They weren't expecting it. Whilst those who believed in his name received these instructions and they were just waiting to see the signs that he said to look for and they would evacuate. And that is exactly what took place. So we read from verse 9, it says, Then they will hand you over to, inter- to endure tribulation and will put you to death and you'll be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will be offended and repelled by their association with me and will, and will fall away from, from the one whom they should trust and will betray one another, handing over believers to their prosecutors. And will hate one another. Many false prophets will appear and mislead many because lawlessness is increased. Notice he says lawlessness is increased. The love of most people will grow cold. But the one who endures and bears up under suffering to the end will be saved. The good news, this good news of the kingdom, the gospel will be preached through the whole world as a testimony to all the nations and then the end of the age will come and it goes on to say so when you see the abomination of desolation the appalling sacrilege that astonishes and makes desolate spoken by the prophet daniel standing in the holy place let the reader understand then let those who are in judea flee to the mountains so you notice that jesus gives them signs to look for and when they see these signs flee to the mountains for refuge Whoever is on the housetop must not go down to get the things that are in the house because there will not be enough time. Whoever is in the field must not turn back to get his coat. And woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your flight from persecution and suffering will not be in winter or on a Sabbath when Jewish laws prohibit travel. For at that time there will be a great tribulation, pressure, distress, oppression, such as has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now, nor, nor ever will again. And if those days of tribulation had not come, had not been cut short, no human life would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you during the great tribulation, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false prophets, for, for false Christ and false prophets will appear and they will provide great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect, God's chosen ones. Listen carefully, I've told you in advance. You see, he says, I've told you in advance. So if they say to you, look, he's in the wilderness, do not go out there or look. He's in the inner rooms of our house, do not believe it. For just as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will be the coming in glory of the Son of Man. Everyone will see him clearly wherever the corpses where the vultures will flock together 
And he goes on to see immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not provide his light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of heavens will be shaken. And at that time, the Son of Man, at that time, the sun, the sun of the Son of Man, coming in his glory, will appear in the sky. And then all the tribes of the earth, and especially Israel, will mourn, regretting their rebellion and rejection of the Messiah. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and brilliance and splendor. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet, and they will gather together as elect, God's chosen ones, from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. And this goes on. So we see here basically in this in this in this excerpt that we're reading here. And we, uh, not, we can't read into all of that and bring all that into context in this in this one episode. But basically, what you see there is that everyone who believed in his name received those instructions. And so they looked and waited for exactly what he said. And when they saw it, everybody who was who believed in his name got into contact with the disciples. And as as disciples, they um they came into the information and everybody who saw it or everybody who believed in Jesus had this information and were waiting. This is what the Apostle Paul was telling others. This is what Peter was telling others. That the day of the Lord is coming and it will come as a thief in the night for those who did not believe in his name. And that's exactly what took place. So when when they actually came and they um when these things took place, the disciples and those who who received the information as those who believed in his name via their contact with the disciples, everybody had an instruction when they saw it, they left. And the rest of Israel, more than one million people, it hit them like a thief in the night. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I remember going into some of Joseph's, Joseph's account of what took place. And exactly what we read is what took place where one to those like literally did not have time to go back and grab their possessions it was literally a siege and get out <laughs> exactly yeah. what was written there yeah so 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 what 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 are your takeaways from this well i have okay so what we have covered in this episode and the previous episode i mean they're both tied into each other is really really insightful it changes my for me in particular and i would hope it does the same for the listeners or our spiritual goal listeners that the context of judgment has absolutely nothing to do with the uncircumcised people and the context of Jesus coming to save and judge. I mean, although it sounds good, it has nothing to do with us. <laughs> yeah. Because he came, he functioned in the name of Yahweh, and he was actually calling or reaching out to the circumcised people of Israel to walk in the integrity of Yahweh, of, of the name that he was walking in, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And that literally was life. Um, when I say life, literally saved their life for those who were living at that time, that generation. And for yeah. as it relates to us now, I mean, even though that particular story has nothing directly to do with us, the uncircumcised people, there's still something we can take for it where as it relates to us now, functioning in the name of Yahweh, similarly, 
father, just as we see the trend in the story with Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah and so on, he will guide us away from the destruction that has taken place to those who are not walking in the integrity of Yahweh. Yeah, so on that note, we um, encourage you again to push to push the power button on the hard drive of your understanding the hard drive of your perspective and reboot your biblical perspective reboot your biblical perspective on judgment um, as it relates to the scriptures and reboot your biblical perspective on salvation this is a different context of salvation and salvation in the New Testament has nothing to do with this has nothing to do with judgment or going to heaven after you die and a myriad of interpretations of what salvation is in the new covenant we will not be covering that here but concerning jesus and his message reboot the biblical perspective all right so we encourage the um all our their patrons and, and listeners to kindly post once again be sure to post your takeaways right leave the details always from this episode okay. but also leave us your feedback as to how this impacts you and also feel free to write feel please feel free to write in your any questions that you may have we will address them in the upcoming episodes this is the biblical perspective with your host zinil fuego the christ the and ketro bartholomew the lioness <laughs>